Welcome to Open Your Eyes Podcast. I'm your host, Theo, and today we'll be speaking with Nancy Malakaria. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Nancy and her husband, Jack Malakaria. They own a cleaning business, which they operate from their Norwood, Massachusetts home. They've been married since 1986 and have five children. Jack and Nancy are true teachers of alien life. Everything they learn about alien life is from their own hundreds of ongoing experiences with them, specifically with the beings who run the organization of all the races that visit Earth. They speak publicly at no charge to share what they are learning from their encounters. This is part one of a pre-recorded interview. Nancy, when did you first start having alien contact? Well, in 1990, May 12th, um, was our first really big experience. It was the day that um, the first alien person introduced himself to Jack and me. And we didn't understand right away, but as um, experiences kept on happening, we realized that um, these alien people have been in our lives our whole life. We just did not know who or what they were. Okay. Do you want to give a brief example of, you know, what that means? Um, they were in your life, you know, sure. a, brief, um, a little story. When I was four years old, I was laying in my bed. I had my own bedroom and it was dusk. It wasn't completely dark yet, but I was going to bed for the night, and I saw someone standing in my bedroom. And I thought that it was a friend of my parents, because sometimes they had company after us kids went to bed. And it looked like a man with a coat on. It looked like he had a hat and a coat on. And I talked to him. And he was just standing there. He wasn't moving. I could only really see the silhouette of him, but he wouldn't answer me. So I went downstairs and I asked my mother who that man was in my room. And, of course, she said, there's no man in your room. And she took me back to my bed. And the man was gone. But my mother left me in my bed, and I was still awake. And I was laying there thinking that I know what I saw and wondering why my mother wouldn't believe me. And it was because of that, I think, that I never forgot it. Right. And I never forgot the shape of what he looked like. And he was standing in front of my closet doorway. So he had a frame around him, too. That was part of my memory. So um, on May 12, 1990, when Jack had his first big experience... It was a conscious experience with the same being, and he looked the same, the same shape, and he was framed by a doorway. So when Jack told me what happened to him, when it came to describe what the being looked like and the doorway, I drew it as he was describing it. I was drawing it for him, but I said, Honey, I've seen this before. This is the man I saw when I was four years old. 
and we didn't understand it right away, but there were um, other things that had happened to both of us from early childhood um, where we realized later that the alien people who were to meet us later in our lives put themselves into our awareness when we were young so that when it was time for us to become aware of them it would be easier to accept them and and it, and it certainly was it um, made it much easier to realize that they had always been in our lives and that they knew us and that this was part of a plan okay um, so just following up with that before I ask who that entity was do you remember as a child how you were feeling you know when you saw them that that first night in your room was there fear or was you know I don't want to lead you but how, how are you feeling do you remember that I felt perfectly normal I don't remember any fear because um, it was not I was four years old so, and it was not unusual for people to be in our house because us kids went to bed at like 7 or 7.30 on a Friday. Right. My parents had company and played cards sometimes. Right. So it wasn't odd to me. I just, when I talked to him, he didn't answer me. So I got up and went and asked my mother. I was not afraid. But I, um, I think it was my first feeling that I knew what I saw. And why wouldn't my mother believe me? And who was that man? And where did he go? And mm -hmm. I was like laying in the dark thinking about that. So it was a little odd, but I wasn't afraid. I didn't know enough to be afraid of anything yeah. like that yet. I yeah, think maybe point. at four years old, we're afraid of things we don't see. You know, things we think yeah. are there that we don't see, things we imagine. But I clearly saw him. Right, so you accepted it as it was real. Yes, and a man. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. he wasn't doing anything threatening. I couldn't even see his face. His hands weren't sticking out toward me or anything. So. Right. Okay. Um, why did? Why do you think the aliens aliens chose you? Um, at that time in 1990, May 1990, when this first started happening, we didn't know anything about that. We hadn't even thought of that. Um, but later we learned and we realized that Jack and I do what we want to do. This is um, our choice to do this. And our alien friends just help us as much as they can. They teach us the things we need to know to help other people and um, when Jack and I chose this it was from before our lives we chose this by soul and we chose it as an opportunity and a possibility and many people including Jack and me have worked very hard for a very long time to get it to come together and try to get it to where it is so that we could um, be willing and able to support each other, Jack and me, and back each other up and meet as many different alien races as we have and somehow um, still 
remained normal <laughs> and continued to raise our children and run our business and keep our friends and our clients, you know, and it wasn't easy. It was very difficult, and it's very, very plain to us how it is that so many people refuse to have alien contact or they refuse to progress with it or to take it to another level where they can be educated. So when Jack and I started to realize the opportunity that we had, it was certainly our choice again to continue and to do as much as we could. Okay. So actually going into then, let's ask, you know, why do the aliens come here? You know, what kind of work are you doing? Well, the alien people are going to be here anyway. They were coming anyway. They've already been here all along anyway. That's the way space works. All races visit their neighboring worlds if they can get there. And that's the way they build friendships and keep peace, share information across space through a network. Um, and each world is set up with a organization of visiting races. So all the races that visit a world from around a world are organized to um, fit that world, to fit that planet they're visiting and each other. So our visiting races were going to be here anyway, but the work they're doing right now is tailored to what we need, and our race is a little bit unique in that we have developed a great deal of awesome technology fairly young and fairly quickly, and then we did a lot of bad things with it, and we've built a foundation of technology sort of working against our planet and working against our people and we're in trouble now. So um, a great deal of the work that the alien people are doing with the human people on Earth is based on that. It's based on the way that we think and the way that we run our politics, the way we um, deplete our planet. Um, and another really big thing is our dogma 
and our religion, the way that we believe in God, is holding us back. And so the alien people are trying to help us. And if they could just come here and take over, they would have done that a long time ago, and we wouldn't be in the mess we're in right now. But also our world wouldn't be our own. And um, a big rule of space and traveling space and going to your um, neighboring worlds is that you can't take over. And even when a race seems to really need it, they still can't just take over. They have to try to help educate and offer what the people are ready to ask for. So um, that is the basic work that is being done on Earth between our races. What Jack and I do specifically is teach. So the things the alien people show us and tell us and teach us about um, are so that we can help other people who have alien contact. Um, we um, learn who the alien people are, what they look like, what they sound like, um, some of their specialties, some of their technologies, um, and we get to learn how it is they pop in and pop out or how it is when you open your eyes and look at a space that you can't see them, but when you close your eyes, you can see them standing there. Um, we um, learned how to use the telepathic abilities that we have, and we've learned to allow the alien people to connect with us so that they can help us use our abilities more than we can on our own for traveling out of body, understanding concepts without words, and of course, telepathy. Um, things that Jack and I don't learn about are things like government secrets. And that is so that Jack and I can be public speakers. Just about every single thing that we've learned from the alien people, we can feel confident that we can share with others and that is not going to get us in trouble with anyone on Earth. Okay, well, so I want to segue right into um, another very popular um, theory now, uh, and a lot of people have this question. It's the, you know, the ancient alien theory. Have they ever told you of human humanity's existence on this planet, how that started, or if, they, if an alien race had anything to do with our creation? They did tell us a little bit, and it was after um, many people asked us that, and finally they did tell us just a little bit. There is one race of humans that visits Earth. They have the same DNA that we have, and they are human. We could call them human. They um, come from a different world than us, obviously, and... Um, their world is unique, and our world is unique. They developed and evolved from DNA on their own world, so their bodies fit their own world. They don't fit our world, and vice versa. Our bodies developed and evolved here from the very beginning of um, that DNA being here, and um, our bodies fit our own world perfectly. We can't go to each other's worlds and share atmosphere. Um, 
our DNA came from their DNA and there are some other, a few other races of humans in this part of the universe too, but they don't visit Earth. Um, I asked, well, how did that DNA get here? And they wouldn't give me a straight answer, and <laughs> I actually didn't understand the answer at first, but luckily I wrote it down. And they said there's two ways DNA can get from one planet to another. One way is um, somehow some DNA rubs off onto a rock, and then somehow that rock gets hurled off that planet, and it travels through space um, for however long it travels, and it eventually lands somehow on a world that happens to support that DNA, and then um, that begins the process, hopefully, of people being formed on that world. Or the other way is somebody puts it there. So, so my question was, well, how did ours get here? <laughs> right. I didn't understand what they were saying, but I think my next question after that would have been, well, who put it here? And I think I would have been getting into answers that they really didn't want to give me at that time. I can guess, but, you know, my guess would be as good as yours. Um, and from what Jack and I understand, this is the way that people populate the universe. We're all populating the universe. The same way that we as a race of humans live on Earth in different countries, we're populating the Earth and we're spreading across our world. Um, all of us people in the universe are also populating the universes. Right. Very good. Thank you for that explanation. Um, and yeah, interestingly enough, it, it kind of sounds as if they were just giving you two choices because they felt they had to for protection, but really were to really just believe <laughs> the one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? It was a silly question, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, anyway. So um, let's talk about some of the the other work you do with experiencers, um, you know, support-wise. Okay. Um, I find that um, when you don't talk about something, when you keep it to yourself, it grows into ridiculous portions and directions. So when we, when we think something, we need to share it with someone else. We need to share it with people that have had the experience and get some good feedback. And other people that have been through something we've been through help us form our ideas. And that sense of community helps us feel stable and secure. And alien contact is a little bit like a car accident. And you could say it's a fender bender. It's not, not maybe a really bad car accident. But if you're alone and you get into an accident, what if it's nighttime and what if it's raining and what if someone's screaming and, you know, it's traumatizing. It's traumatizing. Well, what if the people that you turn to for help say, that didn't happen. Don't say that. Don't talk about that. 
Or, come on, forget about it. Don't bring it up. Let's just get out of here. Just forget about it. That would compound and perpetuate that person's problems, that person's trauma, and that person's ideas of what happened. We're so dogmatic and superstitious and so confused about things that are real that we can't see, things that we don't understand. And then, of course, there's all the really horrible slander and propaganda, disinformation, gossip um, out there for people to read about the aliens. It's awful. So if, if someone has an alien experience, yeah, it's scary. Um, yeah, it can, it can make you stay up at night after that. It can... Um, it can make you wonder if it was a demon. It can make you wonder if it was an angel. But where do you go to talk to about it? How do you figure out how it popped in and popped out? How do you figure out um, the truth of the technology of it? You can witness technology, but if it's so far in advance of something you've ever seen, you might wonder if it was magic. So what Jack and I do is we talk to people to help normalize what happened to them. Because we've seen so many different things that often we're the first people that someone talks to that they actually get a sense of what actually happened. Um, instead of trying to talk to their doctor or their priest um, or their parents or friends, you know, people that just haven't had the experience just don't know what it is and they can't help. So what Jack and I do is we help people with their experiences so they can feel like it was just an alien experience.